The Last Time I Smoked is an independent entertainment podcast intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. And you and you were on the last time I smoked today, and that's cool. Yeah, right. you don't yeah. have to smoke. Obviously, it's not part of the rules or anything. It's just hanging out. No, I totally smoke. I've been it's listening to it, and I was like, well, I don't know. I don't think I would ever give up smoking <laughs> pot. Like, I was like, no, you're gonna have to pry the weed out of my cold dead hands. You know, like I want, I want a puff of smoke to be my death rattle. Welcome to The Last Time I Smoked. I'm your host, Landon Charles Hughes, and on today's episode, Separation. Today's guest is Robin Gabrielle Lee, and ending with a tour. Separation. Separating myself from something that I truly love, like stand-up comedy, is refreshing. It can be. But I see where I lack in the respect or in the, 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 the commonality in which open mics are run. A sort of every man's soapbox. Or woman's. Or transitioning. Soapbox. But I just want to tell jokes. Ugh. And so if I go on stage and I don't even make open mic bikers laugh, you know, a lot, I can get a couple laughs. <laughs> if I can't make them laugh, I always feel like, man, I am a failure, you know, because they share the judgment calls of, because I know they're, they see themselves in a higher place in, you know, their careers as comedians. And just like I can daydream about what I fantasize about what my career should look like or what I want it to look like but that doesn't write <laughs> like that's that's not the work that's the that's the inspiration maybe that's the uh, those are goals make a vision board sort of thing uh, but it's not where I, I I feel I should draw my energy I feel like I should draw my energy from checking off the tasks that I perform going to open mics, getting ready to go on tour, terrifying myself, <laughs> putting myself out there and like, oh, if nobody's going to pick me up, I got to pick myself up and move forward. Oh, because I get complacent as if something else is taking care of me so I can take my time. No, there is no time like now. It sucks. Cause I fear it. I have, I, like I'm having such a great time. I, I fear not being able to do this anymore and not having enough work done. As if I squandered my time. And I, God, then I look at my like website, you know, and then I look at my the friends that I have in LA and the uh, and Dimitri. I'm just so lucky and. Did I build my luck or did I build it through the work that I did? Was I able to make it enough open mics to suffice for someone, you know, else? You know, that I my comedy is valid. Did I make a good enough movie so that it, other people can use it and be proud of it and send it to, you know, auditions or send it out for a resume for crew positions? Is is did I fulfill that? goal and some people will say yes and some people will say no and I can't stop that and it's not the end of the world it's like you just grow from that you just keep going and sometimes you do need to just separate yourself from it look at it objectively and go is this working out the way I want it and if it's not find that beef grill it up and eat it and then you get to jump back in but first separate yourself from some things are in your control. Today's guest is Robin Gabrielle Lee. Theater background and world-traveling stage manager, now actor and filmmaker happily hanging in Hollywood, Gabriel Lee and I met each other outside of the Virgil Village Bar called the Virgil. I don't have a large history with her. We've only hung out twice now. And uh, <laughs> she's a rad person. She's uh, the kind of person who is like your 
you just know them. Like, there's always those couple of people you meet without your life. It's like, oh, you did theater. So did I. And, like, from there, we already, like, have the lingo and know the talk. And we could like, yeah. Um, so it's nice to have met uh, Robin Lee. And um, she's hilarious. And I think you should hire her in everything that you have going on right now. Uh, <laughs> she's professional. She's she's got uh, huge credits to her name, and uh, keep an eye out for her. So, ladies and gentlemen, Robin Gabriella Lee. Do you do you get paranoid when you smoke? Sometimes, not all the time. I used to a lot when I was younger, mm-hmm. but um, now it just depends on I don't know what I'm doing, how I'm feeling. You know? How you feeling? Uh, I don't know. I got my ups and downs. How you, you know. Today? Today is a good day. I actually, um, it's funny, I was listening to earlier shows, and I think it was before Christmas when you first started doing them, and you were like, I'm going to stop drinking. (laughs) And I had just, like, recently decided that I'm going to attempt to stop drinking for the month of June. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, like, I... Dry out. I know, right? And I paid, like, you know, like, this 50 bucks to do a 21-day, like, max fit program. And so it's, like, I'm totally stereotypical, like single mid-30s woman at the moment but and in LA <laughs> and in LA exactly but and do you know it. it's so weird because I I do I smoke a lot because it evens me out like I have you know anxiety issues and stuff and and going to those places high and just realizing like I'm gonna work out high like they should know that's how I'm coming but like <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know it gets me prepared to be like you're gonna hate this but just like work your high out you know but yeah, I have a ton of energy a little bit, so it's been like three days. Does it, what has been three Since days? Since I stopped uh, drinking oh, uh, tangent you, and bad. So. Do you feel like sometimes uh, you want, because that was me, like when I first started not drinking, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I open the refrigerator and I reach for it and I'm like, whoa, and then you're telling yourself no and you don't like that feeling. Like, I know. Oh. Well, my housemate was going to do it. He's like, I'll do it in, so-. he's like, you're not even drinking beer. I'll do it in solidarity with you. Woo-hoo. Last night, that motherfucker goes out and gets some beers. <laughs> and like, I'd already known he was out at like happy hour with the neighbor. And, and I was thinking, I you know he's out drinking. You made it 16 hours of solidarity. <laughs> with didn't make it two days. Um, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. But good for you. Um, I'm, I'm trying. Like today's going to be, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I might break today, but I'm trying not to. I'm taking my fiance to Florida and... We can't really take a break from drinking. If yeah. we're gonna, my family's in uh, Panama City Beach, uh, right on the Gulf. Yeah, and that's the industry. That's it's all about. Yeah, you don't having really a good want, time and yeah, drinking. Yeah, and you're with family. Yeah, so that's like that extra <laughs> level of. I'm at, see, yeah, and how asshole of me to come back from LA and be like, I'm not drinking right now. <laughs> <laughs> I go, of course, Landon comes home from LA and he's not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i would imagine they would think oh sorry <laughs> i don't think i mean most of my family does they don't they're not big drinkers you know and uh and i i, I know they think i'm probably like an alcoholic or something but <laughs> it's just like i don't know i drink like why deny myself that especially if i'm not like driving around or whatever so exactly yeah um and you you i take transpo around here too i try not to take the hoopty as often as i drive this xb and i've driven it driven it for about 10 years now mm-hmm. so now it's only for jobs and special occasions <laughs> just to get me there yeah I'm, I'm usually on bus train i'm yeah and i feel better for it like walking around yeah. the city and becoming like feeling like it's home yeah i mean i definitely can uh you know when i do have a rare occasion of having the opportunity to use a car like i do feel like i can get around a lot easier like i know my way around without using like google maps or whatever um just from taking the bus which yeah. is nice but there are those days where it's like oh man this is i got to get out to uh, i had a job and i had to get out to encino mm-hmm. and at, and get there at like seven in the morning and so you have to get up at like four thirty just to get the train like the right train and like the only perk is like you're gonna get there a little early so you get to eat before the day starts right. like, you get breakfast yeah you get breakfast like why not you know but uh, see those the are champion times, yeah using that's it. the yeah. time that's hard but because car people always tend to be later sometimes it's like 
Unless there's a big like holdup on the line. Nah, they're always on time. Yeah. (laughs) But that's so funny because car people, I don't know, like, you know, you look the directions up before you left. (laughs) Like, seriously, (laughs) like these people who are just like, well, you should know if I say 830, I mean, 845, nine. No, No, I don't. I don't. I have a day. (laughs) I have a day. day Yeah. It's like, do you know how long it takes to get here? (laughs) It's like traveling to another state and I'm only going six miles. (laughs) Like. Fuck you. <laughs> Get here on time. <laughs> um, shall we? Yes, All right, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Robin. Oh, okay. So I brought you a gift. Mm, um, it's gift time. I I love, I, w- I was hoping to bake because I think you mentioned lunch and I was like, oh yeah, I should bake something, but I didn't have time and because I'm doing the whole Max fit thing, like I was like, oh, I should mm. probably try to stick to my meal plan. Um, so I work at a nice, like natural skincare store. So I brought you samples. There's two of everything for you and your lover. Oh, thank you. This looks great. He's going to, oh, we're going to love this stuff. Yeah. I really like them. I, um, you know, he's got a lot of stress stuff. He gets really tense. Uh, I couldn't admit, I can't even put myself in those positions. You know what I mean? Like I know ADing is hard and trying to like wrangle cats and all that, but that's like real work and yeah, focus. I know, right? Like, <laughs> like you just have to deal with people with large egos. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like no, you're you're amazing. Yeah. You're like Deacon, dude, keep going. Like, yeah, people who don't realize, like I just recently worked on a set, and like people would just walk off, you know, because they're like, oh, I'm not needed, and they'll go, and then you, like a stalker, you're like following them to make sure you have them on hand, right? And and I was thinking, they don't even know how far back they put the process when people are calling for them. Yeah. And then, like, all these people are waiting on you and have to do overtime and are tired and, like... I wish they would amazing. give more money to smaller sets, like, mm. to smaller crews. Like, I, I just got done with this thing uh, as an AD called... Uh, oh, you're welcome to sit on the couch, too, if you want. You're welcome, yeah, Please, this is the home. Yes, this mm-hmm. is... Welcome, Mi Casa Su Casa. Uh, I learned that from Full House back in the 90s. But anyways, uh, (laughs) um, yeah, and then like being on point all the time, but working with egos, yeah, that was a weird, trippy thing. Uh, Because I feel like I don't have one, but I feel like sometimes it's hard to put the hammer down on anybody. It's like hard to be like, dude, are you not aware that we... Yeah. We just got to get the shot and then we got to move on. But you're holding this up because or A, B and C. Yeah. I mean, I had the uh, I had the very fortunate pleasure of recently working on a show as an actor. Um, And uh, I hate to be I I hate it. It it was totally an ensemble piece. But in a way, I was the lead, quote unquote, uh, person in the show. And (laughs) and yeah, my diva side came out and I've stage managed for years. I haven't been on stage in so long. And then finally. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to audition. The lion roars. And yeah, my diva came out a little bit, but I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm totally justified. Like, I see, like, both my stage manager mind and my performer mind are working, and neither one of them like this. <laughs> oh, no. You didn't like the piece, the character, the... Oh, no, I love the piece. I love right. the company, the character. I mean, it's it's all very... Di- what was you know. difficult? It was just the... What was the show about domestic violence and... <gasps> okay, that's different yeah. now. Now you're... Oh, that means you took it well. That means you took it seriously. Yeah, and it, it was um, it was really a big kind of um, creative, I don't know, project to take on as someone who hasn't done it in so long. Like, I felt like all the process I had as an actor and everything was just out the window, and I was just like, okay, just connect to yeah, this person, yeah, yeah. right? And uh, But the guy playing my husband, my alcoholic abusive ex-husband was like he's the nicest man in the world in real life and right. like he's my really good friend they and, always are and, exactly <laughs> and but he, he he somehow gets cast in like the creepiest roles but yeah and, and that was really hard to take for both of us to even like justify you know my character accepting this behavior mm-hmm. as me and then his character accepting that behavior as who he is and you're just like you kind of hate yourself a little bit <laughs> you know because you're just like uh why am I accepting this? Because it's written this way. And yes. so you got to kind of take it, you know? So. Yeah. But I, I find that fascinating because the words are written, but getting into that headspace is what's like, you know, you're not really supposed to. I, I was told by a teacher, like, don't tell us what that, where that space is. But when you find it, hold on to that. That's yeah. where that, that you're finding that magic and then run with it. I mean, nobody's going to tell you, you can't. 
you know, because yeah. you're doing your job. And exactly. that's, don't feel ashamed or pull back. Do that thing. And that is the, I mean, that's every actor's struggle, right? Is to like keep that headspace, you know, and, and uh, make that character Clear, as real as, like, yeah, uh, as real as possible without like losing yourself and, you know, and, and becoming like, I don't know, just, uh, more depressed than you usually are yeah. in life, you know, as an adult and as a human being. I didn't but... know it could get darker. <laughs> and it gets darker. <laughs> the clouds roll in. Oh, yeah. I think that's brilliant. Because you do, I think in L.A., it's always sunshine and da-da-da. And that's why, like, a lot of work can get done out here. Yeah. But it's still tough. It's still business. It's still, like, the gravity of it all. And yeah add it all together and that's just the industry now think of your life think of all the anyways <laughs> the last everything. time i smoked <laughs> with oh, robin yeah. hey <laughs> I, yeah. yeah i don't think there's gonna be a last time i smoke i will say that you know and as i was listening to it i was like oh great there's people who have, who have been on it that don't smoke at all mm-hmm. and i was like whoo because <laughs> i don't think there's i think i've i've attempted but yeah i don't know it's just not it's not it I talk a lot about people who uh, push it on other people, and I feel like this has got to be the grandstand of that, isn't it? Of me pushing weed on people, and I'm like <laughs> such a hypocrite, no? God, <laughs> like, I hate when people tell their people to smoke weed. I hate that. Welcome to the last time I smoked. <laughs> like, yeah, but you know, it's funny because, you know, when I was younger in college, you know, really the only thing that's taboo about smoking weed is that it was illegal at the time, and now we live in a state where it's all good. And, and, and there's been some, there's a little paperwork. About what it does. Yeah. There's some paperwork. I mean, but you know, there's been a lot of studies on benefits and stuff like that. So we know a lot more about what's happening and different strains and stuff. But, um, and you know, I guess the regulation of people lacing it with things is also oh, nice as well. Yeah. But I just remember people stopping to smoke, like as we were getting out of college and just being like, I don't know why you did, do, you're doing that. Well, fuck you. Why did you do it when you smoked? Like, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> we're not smoking crack here. Right. people. <laughs> oh, but that's the thing is that people don't know the difference between those two. Like, substances oh, completely. Like I've never even thought about just that. the, just, they're so away from both of those things. Yeah, I mean... Well, I, especially... <laughs> well, yeah, and marijuana it, you know, being smoking looked out of bowl. Way, yeah. Like, a lot of people do associate that with smoking crack, which I think is funny. I A friend of mine actually kind of gave me the willies when I, he goes, no, I don't smoke out of bowls. I'm like, why? He goes, because I don't... I don't like smoking my drugs. I, I like I like weed. But it, I make, like, it makes you feel like, like kind of oh, bad yeah. and like, so, oh my god, I should like, be laying on a dirty mattress in the alley. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> in that moment that's how i feel i know that's not what is is intended but that was the the view of built into it you know they 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 use sort of the stigma of that to drive their um their point home which is like Mm -hmm. marijuana is bad and you should like it worked it works yeah that's true i mean i remember getting you know shit for i was like oh man look at you know the red hairs on it and the crystals and my Uh friend was like Oh, just like looking at me like I was so stupid. And I was like, yeah, but that's what makes it good. <laughs> and you, or there's, you know, that's makes a difference between like, uh, I think Willie Nelson always says this something like, you know, weed is much stronger and much different from when he was smoking it when he was in his twenties, you oh, know, sure. you know, it's much, it's much more potent than when people, I don't know. Yeah, yeah no, it totally. Know. I mean, I tell people all the time, it's like, when I came out to California, I haven't had, I haven't seen a seed since I got out here. <laughs> I've seen some seeds. Have I've you? still seen some seeds. Well, you, have, yeah. you, you should come to our ha- hangout. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just it, the quality is at a level that you I don't I don't find in like Florida when I'm looking, but it is enough for some reason in Florida like that'll get me through. Like if I can find some lower quality <laughs> I don't it's know. growing as long as it's growing i'm happy that it's per you know it's yeah in the area. i agree but like tennessee first off the convenience of getting it here is is it takes much more of the stress and anxiety away from it in general because i just remember just waiting for people in my car you know 45 minutes for like shitty weed and in, in the south and i'm like uh 
You know, that just makes you angry. It's like, oh, I am spending, like, I'm spending money on this, and it's horrible. This is the worst experience. Yeah, it's like, I'll never, go, I'll never come to you again. Yeah, it, but then it's, it gets hard to, because, you know, it's an import, so people are like, oh, I don't have any men. I'm dry. It's like, uh, everybody's dry, you know? And so, or in New York, you know, getting delivery service and you just being and just the just the shadiness of it. I used to have a guy that would pick me up and drive me around the corner and then drop me off. Like, you know, like I was I almost felt like I was doing a walk of shame afterwards. No, I'm good. And uh, uh-huh. it's because it's just <laughs> yeah. weird. He like he literally just drove me around the corner. It's like I just got in and did some like dirty thing to him and just like got out the car. You know what I'm saying? It looks so for me as a female, I guess that's how I felt. I was like, it's as not a like male, I feel the cis male, I feel the same way. I mean, how much are we really fooling anybody by just going around the corner and dropping me off? <laughs> oh god. It's actually less than <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Um, yeah, I do. I like, that's why California makes it that much better yeah. to be here to do like, now that we're past the taboo and stigma of it, what, how are you using it? Are you using it to heal yourself or using it as a tool, a crutch? Like what, like that's what I'm trying to figure out now. Oh for no, me, myself, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely exploring yeah. the options of, you know, the other day, like I had jury duty and, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you spend that day sitting there in this windowless room and you're just like going crazy, but you're also like, if I can just make it to the end of the day without getting called, I don't have to come back, yeah. you know? And, uh, and like my anxiety kind of took over and then like I ate at this horrible restaurant and then it was just like, I was feeling bad, but I had to go do a show and, and I was hoping to go get something from a dispensary, but I didn't have my, my rec on me. I was like, oh, fuck. And so I meet up with this, the director of my show, and she's like, hey, girl, do you want some CBD? And she just has a little tincture in her purse. I was like, yeah, girl, put it in my tea in like 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm good to go. And it's like just a nice body high. I don't feel like head high or like, you know, that red eye, like party high or whatever. That's me. Yeah. I mean, I do it all the time, but it's just like that was kind of nice to just know that that like calms like the system down without making you. Yeah. Um, Heady. Stony. Stony. You know? yeah. yeah. So. Uh, and, and we just live in that world where we can just, the girl's like, girl, do you want a little something here? Bloop, <laughs> yeah. Just write in my tea. <laughs> Earth <know>? mother. <laughs> yeah. Or just like take a little, you know, lollipop out of your purse and just have that. And, uh, I, I do like the, like the, yeah, the acceptance of it as of late. Yeah. It's been nice. And just in like, sa- like, uh, I do it in, uh, coconut oil. Uh-huh. And I made my friends some like body scrubs and like salves that she can put on like sore spots and st- like discovering oh. those things and those uses for it. I think is eucalyptus is really nice. with it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I'm all about like ex- uh, essential oils mm-hmm. and coconut oil. And I got to get Dimitri his back. I keep thinking about his poor back. He's oh, well, I, there's there's some stuff for that. In the, oh, in nice. You like it. Um, and I like the dispensaries that I like right now. Like, mm-hmm. there's one that's kind of like a fast food line that's really quick and lovely in Atwater. And there's one that's like a big superstore that's uh, on across the street from the Target in uh, uh, West Hollywood. Mm. There's oh. Hollywood High. I haven't been there. It's beautiful in there. It's all yeah. clean and, not, and like the that, doing that versus plopping yourself into somebody's car and like yeah. signing like, yeah yeah <laughs> let me see your id yeah i mean i've uh i've only had mine since april and i did hit the 420 Sorry, that's me. I can't believe me. which was insanity i did it and i you did the what the 420 like hurrah around to different dispensaries uh-huh and <laughs> the first one took me an hour to get into and then it took an hour and then they just put you into like the it smells like you've walked into <laughs> a teenage pothead's room like it was awful and then you're in this room with like 75 other people for like another hour and that was just like i will at least you could do is let me smoke like i am like having issues here one guy you know he you could tell he had it for you know probably to calm whatever 
a lot of anxiety. He was just like, he couldn't handle it. There was loud music, but he stayed. He pulled it out. He's like, once you make it so far. And like, there's no turning back. It's like a ride. It was like a ride line at a theme park. And, you know, at one point they threw out wax. And people just took, I thought that a fight had broken out because people just dove for these wax packets that they had thrown out into the crowd. And, oh. and it was insane. But like the first hundred people got like a bag and like I made it in the first hundred. I was like number 98, you know, and like, and then I went to another place, which was still just as long. And like, but and to be honest, I because I'm broke, like I went with 80 bucks and I got like probably like two or three hundred dollars worth of shit. <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> so like I really wrote it out. Like I really did very well for myself. And oh. I went to all new dispensaries. So I was a new patient. So I got like, <laughs> you know, double, even the double. perks. Of, yeah, I doubled down on that day. I was like, fuck you Triple guys, combo. <laughs> it was really Take great. Me. Well, and there's like a big carnival. Like some of these places have like carnivals and... <laughs> What a culture this thing has built around itself. Yeah. What do you, do you ever put a label on something like that or no? Or just like, cause it's smokers or not smokers too. I feel like. I don't know. I think it spans so many different people who use it for different things. You know, you have the old ladies who just eat like a piece of chocolate, you know, yeah. or, or they smoke a whole bunch, you know, or, you know, someone who just wants like something to rub on aches and, you know, mm -hmm. I just, I love the fact that it can span this whole group of people, you know, sweet and, uh, you know, cancer patients do it to, you know, all this other stuff. So I like the fact that it is medicinal marijuana. Um, I said to, when I came back with the weed, I was like, and they gave me an extra gram, babe. And he's like, he's like, um, okay. And he's like, that's not medicine. You don't go to the pharmacy at CVS and like put extra codings in there for you. <laughs> you're you're a cool person. Here you go, Bubba. Here's a free pre-roll. Here's, here's free <laughs> so, <laughs> that's not medicine, he says. He he it's he, he's having a hard time making the argument it's medicine. Oh. Um, I mean, it's not a cure all. Right. It's it's more of a I want to say a pain reliever if you really want to think of it. Okay. Um, is it? But, but is it? It's it's not Tylenol, so it's like it's not hurting us long term. Is like I don't mind being this case study though. I love it. Like, yeah. I'm fine with it. But I'm okay with it. I mean, you know, going going to my OBGYN. Let's <laughs> just get into it. Um, <laughs> no, going to her and like just having that conversation in the beginning where you have to answer all these questions, like how much do you drink? How much do you smoke? Do you do anything else? And you know, dr I mean, even drinking. Wake up she call. was like, "How many?" Yeah, it is a wake up call, <laughs> especially when you get old. Like I'm in my mid thirties, so it's just like, what? <laughs> yes. And uh, but she, you know, she asks you know, how much do you drink? You know, and I, I lie, but I keep it on the high end because I gotta be honest. And trust me, they're adding for that. It's, it's exactly. that American pie. You tell me, I'm adding at least two or three. Gonna multiply by three. <laughs> and so, but she goes, well, you know, ideally you should have one drink if you're going to go out and have a drink. And that's for just someone in your age. She's like, you're still young. She kept trying to stress that to me. Not oh, to freak no. me out. And it's like, look, I know I'm aging. It's fine. Right. Like I'm not delusional, right. but you know, I'm, but, but also let's be real. I'm human. One drink. Like that's insanity. <laughs> who can, you know, who can do that? The like, military well used to teach drinking. us, the military used to teach us one drink an hour, three drinks a night. Right. But that's, but that's the standard. Uh, what is it? The ABC practice. Yeah. What is that? The, or is it ABC? Uh, whenever, like, as a server or bartender, they have you take that. Some oh. of them have you get the card, the server card and stuff. And uh, especially in the state of Tennessee, they do. And how to, oh, because of AFT to responsibly and stuff. Right. serve yeah. alcohol, which none of them fucking do. <laughs> I mean, I the drinking and driving in situation City? in Tennessee yeah. is insane. <laughs> but... I, I was surprised. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> and I love to drink, but I had, you know, I'm driving. What's wrong with you people? Um, anyway, but they tell you that's kind of how one drink an hour is the standard for everyone. Right. To like manage your drinking that. and still, yeah. you know, um, and it's not water. I mean, water helps you, but mm -hmm. like, it's not like food or anything like that. I think it's time, you know, yeah. whatever. I don't care who, whatever anybody says to me, like I have this argument anyway. But uh, with smoking, like I was like, I smoke and she she says, OK, well, you know, it's not, you know, 
doing have, having marijuana or whatever it's the smoking that's really harmful because it's still smoke the heat yeah it's still yeah. the heat and all of that and so she said that's my only issue with doing those things so you should think about other ways and that's kind of really what struck me about trying to find other ways to, have you done edibles it. i have i have um, my favorites i am oh, just you don't now, like them no i'm just getting into edibles like i i like making things especially with my edibles but um i've tried different things and I don't know. What is my favorite so far? I mean, I I love a good fucking Rice Krispie treat made of the Fruity Pebbles. Uh-huh. <laughs> specifically. <laughs> and that one. <laughs> but I don't go out on those ones. Like, I'll go out on, like, have you ever had Green Hornet? Oh, I have one. I oh. have one in my bag. And I was going to have it, like, a fourth today. It's my first time trying it. Yeah, a fourth will be perfect for you. I promise. <laughs> I think. I take halves now. I'll do a half in the morning. And then if I have any, like, a show to go see, mm-hmm. I'll do a half at night. And I feel... And I don't smoke as much, and I I can't because of yeah yeah. But um, I like the edibles. I think I, I love the dry. I love the like. It feels like I'm tougher because like well, <laughs> but yeah, because you are out in public, and that exactly. on that that's you know like I love the Medi Pops because they have certain dosages and stuff like that. But um, yeah, the green horn like. I like the cookies and stuff, but they don't last as long as candy mm-hmm. does. You know what I'm saying? You have to like eat it within a certain amount of time, and and yeah. And some of the edibles, though, are the I can see the quality in all of it, like in the production of its branding, all the way up. Like, have you? There's these ones called Punch, and they're chocolates. And they're just little squares. And I was like, oh, I got this. I'm like, I took Green Hornets. <laughs> I took two of these and went to go see a show. I was blown away by the show. I was, <laughs> that like, was probably crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. The worst. It's like, okay, that's not, I don't need to go that high. I don't, you know, there's no reason for that. It's like, but I don't know, they did good. <laughs> All right. All right. Then the more you think about it, you're like, oh my God, that was terrible. Yeah, but I just smoked too. So I'm like agreeing with my half sober side, half smoke side. Oh, do you consider it being sober or not sober? Uh, you know, I was thinking about that and I don't know. Part of me wants to say sober, but then there's a the part of me that does like with edibles mainly you do sometimes those edibles. <laughs> I took one because like, for me, work is slightly stressful as far as, you know, the store goes. And so sure. I just like, I'll, um, <laughs> you should probably edit out the name. But well, anyway, I will, I will. Um, uh, anyway, so uh, I'll like have a little bit of an edible, but one, like the first time I tried it, I took way too much of one <laughs> and it hit me and I was like, it's a busy day at this store right now. And I was just like, what? <laughs> just- How'd it go though? It was fine. And like, it, it was fine after like the first 20 minutes, you know, once I like settle into it yeah, because it hit me at a time when I wasn't expecting, I think. And, and you're doing it like breathing. I know. Thing. And then like the, the owner came in and I was like, ah, today's the day. <laughs> today's the day she would come in. And, but I had also, I'd also been having like migraines, which is why I took it in the first place. You told her that you had migraine. Yeah. She knows I do. And, um, but how did the afternoon go? It was fine. It was fine. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> they had a good time. Everybody, yeah. I did it. Um, I also did it before a rehearsal once, and I told everyone I was like, "I'm sorry, I had like a huge migraine," which I do like to do edibles for that specifically. And and I was like, you know, I am sorry, not sorry, because this is the best I felt all day. Right. So let's do this. Let's and everybody was this. like, "This should be fun." Yeah. All right. So merchandising. Yeah. <laughs> And that's actually when you find out what cast members smoke. And then you're just like, yes, we are all in this together. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So like I broke that seal, you know, it was just like, oh, this is great. So smoke sessions after the show, right? (laughs) Fantastic. That's a wonderful story. Um, I used to work at Gap a lot and I did not smoke at all at the time. And I always wonder, how did I get through that? Was I just so just naive to it all that I was just nicer or this did I age out of being nice and then mm. like weed keeps me more like empathetic in, the, in a way like I'm trying to figure out like what it's giving me lately like to communicate with other people like it, yeah um I don't know I mean I definitely like the liquid courage 
So that definitely, you know, I probably would have never spoken to you the other night if I didn't have a little liquid. Oh, coffee, yeah. You know? How we met. Well, let me see. How where we met. <laughs> Robin actually and I met in front of this bar called the Virgil in Santa Monica and Virgil. Yeah. Yeah. The caddy corner of the 7-Eleven. Shout out. I used to live on Virgil. Oh, okay. I used to live. I used to, you know, Zach, you know, Zach in them, right? Zach. You might have worked with alongside other people I know that PA around too. I think that's how we met outside of Virgil. No, it was honestly just a random group of people who met at the same yeah. time outside of the Virgil. Underneath a giant <laughs> billboard. Yeah, I kind of like that place. <laughs> it's like the perfect smoker spot. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh, yeah, we had smoke to Jay outside. I know. <gasps> oh, I was drunk. I was too. That, I had hit a few happy hours mm-hmm. that day. Like I had a massage, then I had a whole bunch of water, and then I went and ate and hit a few happy hours, and I was like... You nailed I was feeling it. it. You I nailed had a day it. out. <laughs> <laughs> Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Oh, yes. And then, then I met you, and I was like, "Hey, do you smoke? Mm-hmm. Want to smoke a joint?" Yes. And then we were like talking set. We yeah. were talking mm-hmm. like working out here and stuff, and that, it's like that's another community that I really enjoy talking to because I feel they get very heady about their conversations. So those are the conversations. You know what I mean? Like mm. the. Just randomly, we don't talk about weather with set people. It's like, hey, who'd you work with? Yeah, what'd you guys do? What kind of lighting setups you guys? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like, what was the set like? Who did you guys shoot on? Like the lot or... I love learning that community language. And like, no, like you can tell who's been out here for a while and knows the game or who's, you know, kind of fresh. And like... I'm a little fresh. Like I've done a lot of touring shows. Um, but as far as, uh, film and television, like set work, I'm, I'm still pretty fresh what kind on of touring it. shows have you done? Um, I have done children's theater. I've uh-huh. done a lot of that estate. I do a lot of stage management. All these are stage management shows, children's theater, a Christmas carol. Oh, uh, oh my God. That just, it's just in the holiday season. Like the show is good, but you also see it like 50 fucking times yeah. <laughs> and plus and plus add on rehearsals to that. And then plus add on musical theater actors who love to sing <laughs> and then add that time on the bus together. Oh. And then all the, add all the Christmas music around. Like, you know, it, it gets a little much, but, um, I played Scrooge at my community oh, college. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I loved it. No, it was actually a really good show. And then you find out like actors have this whole CD underlife that they created in like town scenes yeah. where like someone's the drug dealer and this kid's a pit pocket, you know, and none of it shows on stage, no. but they have it. And you're just like, what the hell is going on? Modern vaudeville. Yeah. yeah. You're killing it. Yeah. I actually, yeah, it's fun. And then, um, I've done some work with, uh, Tyler Perry's on his Medea shows, which are, He's actually, I think, what got me the most prepared to do set work in film and television because he runs his show like he runs his show. Like he's not union theater. He's not a standard theater thing. So he just runs it the way he wants to. And he's like, I got money. So why are we not getting this fixed? (laughs) You know? Yeah. I want that. That's what I'm after. I'm at, I don't want to like I do. I mean, if they ever pitched and it's like, hey, will you? Yes, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> but what my goal, my end thing is if that never happens or it might just keep producing quality content and keep making this portfolio because you that's your nest egg. That's your yeah, you know, nugget he's, of he's pretty self-made. I mean, yeah. it's pretty amazing. I may not um, really dig his work. Sure. <laughs> um, but I I did like once once I started working with him, it was a you know, like he had been doing Medea for I don't know how long. And uh, but you see that his growth and his progression in some way in his writing, you know, and like he has an amazing like people who play with Jill Scott and just people who are really talented. Give me, give me, give me. People who are really talented, people who are not so talented. Um, but uh, yeah, he just is uh, and he's very generous, like. 
I will give him that. So yeah, he's something, yeah. man. He's the first black man to own a studio in Atlanta. He's yeah, that man is worth so much money. It's just and after one show closed, he um, had us all over to his house in Atlanta because it was a show that was just filming for DVD. Uh-huh. And uh, and like my mo- it was just after Mother's Day, and my mother came to see the show, Aww. and so she got to go into his house, oh. and like my best friend, and they're all mothers, and. Uh, and so like <laughs> they just came in and I was like, Mr. Perry, this is my mom. And he was like, oh, mom, I love moms. And he gave my mom a big hug. And like, you know, my I mean, for people who are fans like my mother and my friends, like that means a lot to them. And, and you know, I'm sorry. And I say this all the time and I think it got me in tr- tr- trouble once. But he um, he has an all white staff, <laughs> which I just good. like just good. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and they were so like. Would you like a drink? Uh, yeah, I'll take a gin martini. Oh, yeah, you what would. What kind of gin would you like? Sapphire? And there was like, it's like the man is just, there's an infinity pool and a helicopter pad. Like Living the man the is dream. just rich, oh. <laughs> you know? And it's a little showy because you're just who like. Who cares? It's but Tyler it's, Perry. Yeah, who cares? And there's like a picture of like him and Obama and Sidney oh. Poitier. And you're like, uh. I see, know. but I love, you know what? I feel bad because I do tease at the ambiance and the bigness of like money and stuff. And I do really make fun of that. Cause I live, I feel like I try to live in a world of very austerity and I try to bring it down, but like, I don't care for like Beverly Hills much. Like I'm like, that's a joke community to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, what a wasteful resource. But if used in like Liberace was sort of like, that's different. He lived his magic. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I feel like mm-hmm. the way you're describing Tyler Perry's like he made it before you're like your mom's, you know, your, your mom. He made it for your mom. He made it for fans yeah, of that. He, like who are who are those, those people? people. And yes. Like, people like and I, I mean, the the one thing I fucking loved about him is that his show started at fucking eight o'clock like the fucking ticket says yes and it was there was no holding the house for people to get out of the bathroom or to park like no you knew what time this fucking show started get here at eight and i love that he would break that fourth wall and he would do it with purpose like there are certain things that are really genius about him in my opinion that even though his shows don't speak to me you know and and yeah, starting on time, man. People get to the show yeah. on time. Like, ugh. rule number one. <laughs> rule number one. Please on be time. on time. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're on time, you've already showed up, and that's rule number two. Just show up. <laughs> just show up. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough too because I get anxious. Like some, like every project, even to this day, cut to six, seven years later, doing this work, I'm still going. I could just cancel. I'm not really obligated. Oh, I, I can just like not do it. I'm so scared. But I get on set and everybody, oh, we all felt that way today. We all showed up. Good job, everybody. And then a couple PAs get in late because, hey, you broke through the wall. We need you anyway. Get on set. Go pick yeah. up all these bottles. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm not as lean as people who, when people are late, I have to say, like I, if, if on a project I have that like power or whatever, like it really, I'm just like, be on time. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Cause it just, uh, I don't know. Time is everything. Right. When you're doing a project, like doing anything, yeah, this is your you life. Know? Like that's one thing I also hate about public transportation is it takes some time to get to places, you know? And like, but again, it, I, I like it again because I'm not so rushed lately. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm liking, you know, but, uh, if I am back to the, car (laughs) (laughs) but uh no if uh if i'm not yeah i like it i like feeling like i'm in a world again i like feeling like i'm not an alien and that i'm like a weirdo in this place of other weirdos like that's all it is oh i always feel that way do what like an alien oh right (laughs) do you i felt that way like i don't like am i seeing something that other people don't am i hearing something offset a bit um in my like myself all the time yeah, that, like I, yeah am i not stepping in the same way and then like with everyone else all the time i don't know yeah yeah why why don't i get this why is yeah. everybody just accepting this i you know i yeah. found out some people who i thought were to bring it to voting mm-hmm. who i thought were honestly very highly very intelligent people older people uh my friend's parents who voted for donald trump and that makes me irate Good. Just because you're smart. Mm-hmm. What is happening? Their fears lie elsewhere. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really, um, it's interesting, you know, how voting makes you feel, you know, and like going through that pro like, you know, at first, because I'm not used to the way they do the ballots, um, it, uh, it felt like taking a test. Uh-huh. And so I got a little nervous and I was like, oh my God. Scantron. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, and I, and I just punch it. Like, it's weird, a weird feeling to feel that way. And then, and then you do your, you know, you put this, the thing in the scanner, which is also like an eighties printer. <laughs> Cause nobody wants to go electronically. They're scared that, uh, they're paranoid mm-hmm. that they're going to like steal all the information. No, I think we all have legitimate reasons why some things didn't work out in the way we wanted them to. Like, these are the rules, and this is how it played out. And I know that I'm a product of bad leadership in the past. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, we used our military so poorly. (laughs) Yeah. So we have to look forward to that. And, like, you can have these other, like, situations where you take that out of the equation, and it's just business. And, yeah, Donald Trump might be able to brand America again, but... America's not a brand, it's a culture. But you wanna, I want to know what those people see, whether you're low class, high class, wherever you stand within the economic spectrum, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what are people seeing beyond just he tells it like it is? Because he doesn't really say anything. That's it. That's it. They're not listening. Nobody's listening. Yeah. Because he's really not saying anything. <laughs> right. Even his racist <laughs> statements are almost not saying anything. Like, it's really, it's, 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 um, it's, uh, it's really, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but it's. Apparent? <laughs> it's that. But uh, it's, uh, how, I don't know how he does it. Like, how does he do it? Because we don't <laughs> hate him. Hmm. Nobody hates Donald Trump. Donald Trump is is an, is a, is an, a packed body of so many wrong ideas, but we all knew that going into it. Yeah. Like we already know who he was an entertainer. Well, he's like a he's a he's he's ego at its finest in it, its gold platinum. He's a product pl- of reality he, television. Yes, yeah. or the just this whole process has 20 years really he's packaged himself so well like he's fine guys (laughs) well yeah i just remember thinking back to the the roast of donald trump and thinking oh yeah it's all fun and games until the country gets hurt isn't it like (laughs) didn't we get fucking duped (laughs) and there are people who are simply just that duped and it's like no that's an american i've seen him on tv and that's the extent of it you know what i mean Mm. and like we there's levels to uh, uh, knowledge or not knowledge, just information that people are receiving at any given moment. We, uh, who we are, I can already tell, are very enveloped in all of this information and we feel it. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like other people don't take it as seriously. And I think that's their, for us, that's their right. That's their right. And if they lose the vote, they learn that lesson. That's the right. I don't know. Hey, um, I was for Clinton before Barack Obama until she. She was Bernie Sanders at that time. It was Bernie and Hillary I back know. then. I actually wasn't even um, that much for her back in the day. But uh, a lot of uh, you uh, gays were. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to say it. Yeah, a, a lot thing. of you you guys were like, Hillary! Oh, oh and my room. Just, yes, I want that bitch to win. And this, <laughs> now this year, it's like, that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like... <laughs> I, yeah okay i'm a hillary supporter i'm ready for hillary but they're all everybody's all ready to but support why, her but i haven't though. Been understood that like why were all the gays so up and like what what's your theory on that why do you think gays were so yeah gung-ho the joke answer kinda... is because she was kind of butch and you were like yeah she's on our team <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know I think for some reason she really spoke to the gay people back in the day and you guys were all for her. I don't know what that, I don't, I don't know what it is because I don't feel like her policies have changed. Well now, but they were, they, so Barack Obama got away with saying his opinions on gay marriage evolved. Correct. And Mm -hmm. we all accepted that yet that's a double standard. When we talk about Hillary, could she not evolve? In fact, she was dealing with gay rights in the 90s when they wrote Don't Ask, Don't Tell. That was a compromise between the parties. Mm-hmm. Like, that was a that was a cool... That got, gave me the opportunity to serve my country because 
I had nothing going for me after high school. I was like, all right, uh, I guess I'll go be a hero. All right. Like, that was my only thing. I guess, like, I didn't, we didn't have money for school. We yeah. didn't have anything. I, I was a super senior, so I graduated. I had two years of senior. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it was so funny. My second year, uh, I academic lettered both semesters. <laughs> like, yeah. So I was like, uh, Landon shapes up quickly if you... <laughs> <laughs> if you just be uh, yeah uh, be aware to him you gotta hold him back and then he gets it <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like voting like uh yeah you you lose and you understand that loss mm-hmm. and you you either get on board or go yeah, move, you to move to the forward. appalachian mountains and, yeah. yeah yeah you gotta move forward i mean as far i don't know as far as school goes i got lucky i got like the whole african-american achievers free ride and then wasted it on a theater degree no <laughs> you nailed it with that theater degree you speak to a you speak to i a don't even bunch know where my diploma is like i have no <laughs> clue where that ended up i don't know where my high school diploma is but i know where my film school diploma is. <laughs> of course you do <laughs> but oh. i mean i i don't think i ever thought i would make it in any military like oh. how was that you would have been great and i see you more of as an officer by the way <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, and I, yeah, I know that for a fact. You would, yeah. Um, I had a great time. I was amazing yeah. at it. It was just people told me what the rules were, and I followed rules very well. And what, uh, what branch uh, refreshed my memory? And uh, Air Force. All of Air Force. Yeah. I was a Air Force, and then, yeah, it was easy. It was just yeah. like you. And I love being in uniform. Like, how good did I look? Like, Were you on one of those, like, cool, like, uh, ocean bases or whatever? No, I was stationed in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> North Dakota. Yeah, I spent three years in North Dakota. It was My great. friend's about to go to Japan. Oh, Somewhere Okinawa? in Japan. Uh, I want to, maybe. I can't remember. But uh, he's about to go for like three years. Yeah, that's a tour. Yeah, and he's uh, he's I think he's um, it's the Navy. He I don't know. He's, he stitches things. I don't know. Oh, yeah, like a, a parachute yeah. a seamstress mm-hmm. person. Yeah, yeah. that's oh. I have a friend that was I went to school with at um, L.A. Film School that uh, we went to school together, and he that's what he did in the military. He was in the Navy. Yeah. Right on. Oh, thank him for his service. I will. <laughs> yeah, he's. I think he's enjoying it. You know, I don't think he. I don't think he's too psyched about going to Japan that much. But I think it's cool. It's, I would yes, be like, as soon as you're done with, yeah. yeah. I know di- it's different circumstances too yeah. because you know you got rules. <laughs> yeah, but it's you're pretty free to do whatever you want. You go off, but you live in Japan, except you're an American citizen, like doing your job there. Like, yeah. I don't know what the culture is around that, but from all I hear is peaceful. Like they have a pretty good economy. Like it's yeah, I mean, pretty dope place to be. Like I, I got to, visit. I got the pleasure of doing a show in Korea for a month and it was, uh, it was a different work thing than I was used to this kind of hierarchy of, I mean, even if people are sick and the boss is like, we're going out to drink, you got to go out to drink thing, (laughs) which I think is interesting. I mean, they love to drink. It's so great. But they also. Koreans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they also love to eat while drinking. Like, that's Uh, a rule. Ramen. Yeah. Well, so unless you're like in a American hotel, there's usually not a like a separate bar. Like you have to order food in order to drink as well. Oh, you can't just get a drink. No. And then it's like, you know, these kind of you know, Bunsen burner type deals and they start it off and they have all the vegetables in it. I love that. And like the meat. Korean and barbecue. Once you get all the stuff out of there, they throw in some noodles <sighs> and then you eat it, the sauce with the noodles. They have the like kimchi on the side. Oh my the- God. There's so many like side dishes and I mean, Korean food. I didn't think I was going to make it. I didn't know what to expect. You know, their American food is weird. Of course they have their, <laughs> like there's corn on every pizza. There's a pizza with shrimp hanging out of the crust. You know, it's very weird. Um, but their food is so good. I was I was really happy with that. Like I ate everywhere. <laughs> Let's go, go Korea eat. for yeah. the food. What and show also, were you doing there? Uh, it was called Without You. It was a one man show uh, with Anthony Rapp. You and uh, Anthony Rapp. I was yeah. just singing uh, Rent just now. I said Without. He is you. really good people. He's really nice and talented. What was and, the song musical about? So it was or, about the process of doing Rent, like his, oh. and also during that process, him losing his mother as well and uh to cancer and so like 
he he lost uh, oh my god i always forget this guy's name the uh, the guy who wrote rent uh, larson yes jonathan larson yes uh he um talks about you know his death like the process of going up to broadway and then his death and then at the same time also losing his mother and things like that and so and he incorporates uh like radiohead songs and he has a live band with you know, which were uh, uh, Korean musicians and American musicians. So that was nice. Whoa. And, uh, and they did, they did not speak any English, No, (laughs) (laughs) but they, uh, they performed alongside, they sang Mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah. They just played interest instruments. Oh, they were a band. He was the one that was singing and and it was a one man show. Yeah. Is there a big following of rent in Korea? Yes. He had so, I mean, there was this one American girl there too. And she was, like, really one of those, like, huge fans. And even when he came out on stage, like, she waved to him and was like, hi. And I was like, who does that? You know better. (laughs) You know better. And it was, he was just, she was kind of stalkery. It was really weird. Like, she didn't know he was gay almost. Mm -hmm. And she expected them to be, like, best friends. Or because he was gay, she expected him to, like, just latch on really quickly. Oh, no. Um, Yeah, it was interesting. This is a very famous man, man, yeah. lady. Like you gotta keep your distance from every person. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to ask this real quick. Cause we're at the, almost the hour mark. Bye-bye. Um, do you think, uh, marijuana should be legalized? Yes or no? Yes. I don't know if I agree with, um, I mean, it's done wonders for Colorado. I get the whole making it 21 and up, right? Or is it mm-hmm. 18 and up 21 and up? I, I could, cause the brain still agree forming. with that, yeah. but I do think that. I do think the whole having to get a card and everything. I don't know. I like that. The idea of that instead mm-hmm. of just making it 21 and up. And cause then I think the, I don't know, the quality changes as well, but. Or it turns into a whole nother thing. Yeah. But I also don't know if people have enough of a self-control to, I don't know. I mean, we're already running around like wild animals anyway. So yeah, we are wild animals. <laughs> All of us. Like people, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's weed. It definitely should be legal, but I don't know. Um, my like big apocalyptic paranoid thing, the more I think about it of like marijuana were legalized and I'm like actually thinking about it being just, you could buy it at the store. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of it yet. I think, Oh, you should... is, is it, it turns, yeah. The marijuana itself turns into a synthetic something else. Right. That's like vaping. Like I can't wait in 20 years to find out what the new diseases we've done to our lungs because we've decided to vape. Vaping like, is not any better for you than smoking a cigarette. Be, right? Like, yeah. I mean, on a, uh, uh, I will say it is slightly better for you, but it doesn't make it any less harmful, right. which is why I refuse. Like, we I don't know if it vape. is yet. Yeah. We, we haven't done the research, but everyone who is vaping, keep it up. We'll use you as our subjects <laughs> <laughs> in our class actions. <laughs> Um, <laughs> when, we're, when we're all looking for people to follow suit because <laughs> of, of vaping um yeah i hope it's a dying trend um or fad right yeah i think the prescription is necessary i do think you should have the pr- prescription yeah i like the prescription too mm-hmm. i mean i got mine really really easy like i'm so sub- I, I it's i, I did it online <laughs> I need and it. even though I didn't I lie, it. but it's still kind of like anybody can just go on there and say, but it I takes have this. just that much effort to do it. And you know what? And let them, what's the big deal? Let everybody start smoking. Go start smoking. Mm. What happens? Oh, I don't like it. You're going to keep smoking. <laughs> smoke <laughs> all of smoke you. You smoke this whole eight. <laughs> all by yourself. <laughs> all by yourself. And I want it done in an hour. <laughs> done. I just roll a fatty. <laughs> Let's get this done. A tour. I got to get out of LA. I got (laughs) to learn to... I would like to be a road comic. That's kind of my next goal, is to start making connections outside of LA and figuring out how to make my stand-up better, stronger, by being more 
broad and open and, and relatable. <laughs> uh, and I can't do that in LA because LA is like as wonderful as a city as it is. Uh, it is a definitive place on the map, and uh, it all has its own theories and thoughts. And I'd like to, you know, challenge my comedy to the rest of America and, and playing with my First Amendment right. You know, why not? It's what we do. It's kind of the best thing about doing stand-up is, hey, nobody said I couldn't. I'd like to thank my guest today, Robin Lee, and I'd like to thank the listeners. If you'd like information about the tour that I have coming up, I'll have my website updated at LandonCharlesHughes.com by August 5th with dates. Uh, The dates are currently going to be August 10th through the 15th, so maybe I'll see ya later. Music by The Losers. Gotta keep moving. Home. Sleep. Nosebleed. Synchronize. From the album Before the Night. And Nix the Shield. A Sweet Nightmare. All these songs and more can be found at freemusicarchive.org and bandcamp.com. This has been a production of rockbottomartist.com.